welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. Oh my God, I'm still laughing. I'm still laughing from talking to my insane friends. All right, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this in context. First of all, hi, <laughs> and we're back. Let me let me kind of ground myself. Oh my gosh! All right, for those of you who are watching the show, <laughs> I just got I just got back from the gym and I'm heading out for a run, <laughs> but I just got done boxing with a couple of my friends. So I'm gonna tell you the name of the show, and then I'm gonna tell you the inspiration for the show. I'm gonna tell you the story, and then kind of like the spiritual takeaway from this, like what I've been thinking about, about this whole funny story I'm going to tell you guys. But first of all, uh, loyal listeners, thank you so much for being here. I love that you're here. And uh, it is a delight. It is a delight to get to spend some time together, isn't it? I mean, isn't it wicked nice when you get to hang out with people? And I know we're not physically together, but this is kind of like my way of like getting to spend a little time with you. And that's why I always say to you guys, hey, if you listen to the show, there was something you liked or you could relate to the story or whatever, like right back to me, like tell me too, because I want to hear what's going on and how things are, are landing for you guys. And if you're new to the show, thank you so much. Uh, whoever sent you a link or pointed you in the right direction or said, go listen to this or whatever. And the fact that you actually took action tells me that you're my kind of person. So thank you so much for being here. Okay, look at. I, okay, look at. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm going to call this episode I color intervention. I color intervention. Like I, like eyeballs, your I color intervention. Okay, you may or may not remember. I don't know, last year, maybe some point I did a, I did a podcast called what color are your eyes? So this is kind of like a jumping off point, like from that, but I just want to put something in context. Okay. If you listen to my episode two weeks ago, I, I think I called it, um, rearranging the furniture, right? Then you know that I recently moved my furniture around in my in this actual room that I'm in, my 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 writing room, my creative space, my office, whatever you want to call it, where the magic happens, my podcast studio, okay? So I rearranged a bunch of things. And when I started telling my two friends, KT and Emmeline, that I was going to move some stuff around, like everybody got like inspired. And KT's like, I'm going to move my desk too. And I'm going to get into that in a moment. And Emmeline was like, I'm going to do like, it's like spring cleaning. Like I'm going to do some cleaning or whatever. So it was like really funny. So we all got inspired. Now I am now facing the windows. I used to have the windows at my back. You guys might remember that those of you who watched the show, but now um, my desk faces the windows. I have two windows to my left and to my right in front of me. And then I have the skylights kind of behind me. So KT, my friend, 
who also has like, she shares her office with her two beautiful birds who I actually have like their feathers. Look, she sent me some of their feathers, you guys. I'm so excited. So right now I'm holding up two little baggies and one has green feathers from Jenga. And Jenga is, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce this. He's a a kike, a cake. Uh, it's C-A-I-Q-U-E. Um, and then Pico, her is a Quaker, I, I think, like is a Quaker parrot. And her, her, um, her, look at how blue, look how blue those beautiful feathers are. And then look at the beautiful greens, right? And then she sent me some yellowish feathers that are beautiful from her old cockatiel Mo. Like how cool is that? She knows I collect feathers. So anyways, um, Katie shares her off and we're back. Katie shares her office with um, her birds. And so they've had access to like the windows. And so when she was rearranging her office, she's like, well, I just got to figure out, I still want the birds to be able to have their tree by the window and do the whole thing. And, but now her desk also face windows. So KT is like one of my best friends, although we've never met in person, but we're going to be meeting in person for the first time in November. It's going to be so much fun. Um, but so we talk like every single day and so, but I've never seen her in person. That's the important part. I've never, ever, ever seen her in person only on like video or like whatever. So I now see her though, facing the window. So the light is coming in and it's hitting her face in a different way. And all of a sudden I kind of look at her and I go, wait a minute, what color are your eyes? I'm like, your eyes are beautiful. Like, how am I just kind of like seeing this? And she goes, my eyes are brown. And I immediately look at her like, what? Like, what are you telling me right now? And I said to her, your eyes are not brown. And she's like, what do you mean? Of course they are. They're like a shit brown. Like they're like, and I was like, wait, what? I'm like, I'm looking at you right now. And I'm telling you that your eyes are not brown. And I got to tell you, it was wicked funny for a couple of reasons. And if you listen to my previous episode, you know what I'm talking about. So you guys, those of you who are who are watching, right? Look at my eyes right now. My eyes are clearly not brown, okay? My eyes are not brown. And why this is ridiculous that I'm even having to say this out loud is because I cannot tell you. I mean, I was probably like late 40s. I don't know what happened. My whole life, I thought my eyes were brown. People told me my eyes were brown. I believe that my eyes were brown. I had brown on my license. Like my driver's license used to say that my eyes were brown. My eyes are wicked clearly hazel. In fact, they're more greenish than brown. And I don't know how it is. I do know how now right? That I went through life thinking this. So here's the thing. I understood KT's confusion, <laughs> her resistance. And like, stay with me now. You might be like, what is this? What does this have to do with me? I'm going to make the point, but stay with me, right? Her resistance to this new information, her inability to at first accept this information, like total pushback, like just could not 
And I, so I was doing everything that I knew how to do. I was like, hey, take that light on your desk, shine it in your eyes and take a picture. But she kept getting too much glare, right? She didn't believe me. I'm like, go stand in the sun, take a picture. And I was trying to trying to get her to like, you know, like take the picture in a very particular way so that she could really, really see the color of her eyes. And I'm like yelling at her. I'm like, you do not have brown eyes. And I said, and so she, her daughter ends up coming into the room and I'm like, I'm like, Ella, look at your mother's eyes right now. What color are they? I go, are they brown? And she's like, no, they're kind of, they're like hazel. I was like, exactly. And KT's like, no, no, no. And then I'm like, text your husband. We were laughing so hard. So she texts, she's like, she tells her daughter, text daddy and ask him what color my eyes are. He comes back and he says, brown? Question mark. I'm like, oh my God, no. So here's the thing. It took over an hour of me taking side-by-side screenshots, showing her my eyes, showing her other hazel eyes, showing her her eyes. And the fact that she's like, she's like, how did I get to be 47 years old and not know that my eyes are hazel? So we totally went through this whole thing and it was so hysterical. And then I said to her, what color are your brother's eyes? And I said, what color do you think your mother thinks your eyes are? She's like, I think if I asked my mom, she would say that they're brown. I was like, oh my God. And I said, send me a picture of your brother's eyes. And then at the same time, we both fly over to Facebook and we start scrounging through the pictures. But right at the top of his page, he had a picture of himself and I cropped the picture. I blow up his eyes and I was like, hey, do you think your brother knows that he also has hazel eyes? And she's like hysterically laughing. She goes, I think he thinks they're brown. So we reach out to him. We text message him. I'm t- Guys, this is happening like at midnight my time, 10, 10 o'clock at night her time. She texts him and she's like, so what color eyes do you think you have? And he writes back, I think I've, al- I think I've always had brown eyes. I was like, oh my fucking God. So I literally start yelling at KT, <clears throat> obviously in a funny and friendly way. And I go like this, I go, motherfucker, can you not see your own eyeballs right now? Go look in the mirror. Your eyes are hazel. And we were laughing so hard. Now, when I first, when I first discovered that my eyes were hazel, I don't know what happened. I think it was because, you know what, you know when it happened? I think I'm remembering right now. There was this person that I met who did readings based off of your eyes. You know how sometimes like, like Ayurvedic doctors and different people can like have you stick out your tongue and they can look at your tongue and read your tongue for health things. There are people who can read your palms, right? Like look at the lines in your hands and read your palms. Well, there's this person who does this, this thing, but they do it with eyes. So I had to take two very close up pictures of my eyeballs and I remember looking at them, having to edit them, right? Just like crop them, I mean, before I sent them back to the person. And I think it was the first time that I really, really, really looked and was like, holy shit, my eyes actually aren't brown. And this was such wonderful news. Do you want to know why, you guys? Look, brown eyes are really easy to identify, right? Like when their eyes are like brown, it's like, that's a brown eye. It's one color. Like my sweetie has brown eyes and his eyes like have a nice root beer, like a root beer brown color to them when he's in the sun, right? My sister has really dark eyes. 
uh, dark brown eyes. Um, my my Emmeline, Emmeline has beautiful brown eyes too. So all my all my beautiful brown eyed uh, siblings, friends, love you. Okay, um, blue eyes are usually pretty easy to identify, right? Like a lot of times people will be like, they're blue, they're grayish blue. And if you're listening to this podcast, I literally want you to write to me. I don't care if you DM me, email me, however you can carry your pigeon, right? I want to see a picture of your eyes and I want you to tell me what color you think your eyes are. I have now become an eye, an eye color intervention specialist. <laughs> so here's the thing. Blue eyes. Now, people could maybe argue on the color or the shade of blue, but we look at a blue eye and we're like, that's a blue eye. Um, some people are like, I don't know, my eyes are a little more like gray than blue. Great. Green eyes, like green eyes. It's like, that's a green eye. Now, here's the thing. Green eyes. Uh, so brown is the most common. Blue is the second most common. Um, hazel and green. So green is the rarest color of eyes, like true green eyes. And then hazel, it's like, I think it's only like, I want to say like around 8% or something like of that um, of the population have hazel eyes. So, you know, they're kind of more on a little bit more of the quote unquote rare color eyes. Okay. But blue and brown tend to be the most dominant. Um, and there's a whole, we can get into the whole thing about like how eye color really blah, 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 but that's not the point of this. Okay. So here's the thing. So my friend KT did not know that she had hazel eyes. Her brother, they're both like, like, you know, 50 and like 47 and did not know their whole life that their eyes were hazel and not brown. Because hazel eyes have a combination of like green and sometimes like um, brown and golden. They have golden sometimes in them, like golden flecks. Um, like mine right now, if you're looking at them, they're uh, like green on the out. They have like a ring on the outside, then they're green. Then they have some brown and some golden, right? And I also have some dots, some black dots in my eyes, like whatever. So we all have like these different things. So hazel colored eye people often think for whatever reason, I don't know why that they have brown eyes. So I totally did a color intervention <laughs> on, on Katie and, and her brother last night. Here's why it matters. Because here's the spiritual takeaway. And I mean, in the point that I made about how it took me over an hour to help KT to really see what her eyes really were, why I wanted to talk about this today is because we so often as human beings come to believe things about ourselves things that start very early in life when you are when you are a hazel-eyed person but you've been conditioned to believe your whole life that your eyes are brown because somebody told you that your eyes are brown and that could have been somebody in authority it could have been your parents it could have been somebody older than you somebody you trusted or whatever we often will see ourselves through other people's eyes we will often see ourselves and come to think about ourselves based on what other people tell us about ourselves. So much so that even when we can physically see, like we're talking about a physical thing right here, like literally like eyeballs, like we ourselves could go look in the mirror. And I was so excited when I found out that my eyes are actually hazel because hazel and green colored eyes are my favorite color eyes on other people. So <clears throat> when I found out 
that my eyes were hazel because my biological father has brown eyes. My mother had hazel eyes. And my whole life, people have said to me, oh my God, you look exactly like your mother. You look exactly like your mother. And I was always bummed. Listen to this. I was always a little bummed that even though I have her hands and I'm holding up my hands right now, you can see my hands. I have big palms, long fingers, right? People often comment on my hands and I'm always like, oh, these are my mother's hands, right? I have my mother's feet. I have my mother's hands. Apparently I have my mother's face, right? And I was always like, I want, I wanted hazel eyes. Um, hello, you have them. But why didn't I know? Why did I myself put brown on my own license? How did I not know? How could I not see? And it's because so often we do not see ourselves clearly. Let me say that again. So often we do not see ourselves clearly. We have blind spots. And we don't just have blind spots, as I often say to our bullshit. We often have blind spots to our own brilliance, to our own beauty, to our own belonging, like fill in the blank. We are so often conditioned by our environments when we're kids, how we grew up, where we grew up, what people said to us, whether that was teachers or parents or siblings or coaches or priests or whatever, right? The people around us who had the power who would tell us things like, you're stupid, you're lazy, you're not good enough, you'll never amount to anything, you're not worthy, you're fat, you're ugly, you're weird, you're this, you're poor, you're lacking, you're too much, you're not enough, you're this, you're that, you've got, do you know what I'm, you don't belong here, you don't fit in, that's gross, that's stupid, but we get bombarded from such a young age when our brains are still developing, but know what else is developing? Our self-identity, our self-worth, our self-esteem. It is all being, because when we're little kids, you guys, and I can, I'm telling you this as a hypnotist, I'm telling you this as a mentor and a coach and somebody who loves to learn about the brain and how we learn about ourselves. Why do people think what they think? believe what they believe, say what they say, do what they do. I'm fascinated by this human behavior and stuff, right? When, when kids are young, right? There's the different brainwave states. We've talked about them briefly before. Beta, when you're full awake, fully awake. Alpha, when you're kind of, kind of starting to drift into that like daydreamy like state, right? Theta, this is when we're highly hypnotizable, like highly suggestible when we're in alpha and theta. And then there's delta and that's like when we're asleep. And when we're little kids, we are often in those highly suggestible states. This is why kids often have such great imaginations. They often daydream. They can pretend and make things up on the spot and make up games and all this stuff because we're highly imaginative. And the imagination and color and sound and um, all that stuff, metaphor, right? Metaphor and um, similes and like all these things, the creative stuff. That is, that is the realm of the subconscious. So if you tell a kid enough times, if they hear a thing about themselves enough times as a kid, they will start to believe it. And that's why so much of my work as a mentor, as a coach, right? As a hypnotist or whatever is kind of going in and undoing, having to, first of all, like it took me over an hour to convince KT, like I could see her eyes. She could see her eyes. I could clearly see that her eyes were not brown. Those things were hazel and you couldn't, she couldn't quite see it. 
because the the mind has a perception of its of 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 you right like you have your own perception your own stories your own beliefs your own memories your own identity and when you identify as somebody with brown eyes because it is really hard for whatever again like to all to even when you're looking right at it and so one of the questions that I've been kind of putting forward to like my friends and stuff like this is that like, it's like, I wrote, I wrote, look, I scribbled this note to myself at the crack acid dawn. Like when I woke up, I woke up um, to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I scribbled this note down and I said, mentors and coaches help you to see things about yourself that you sometimes can't. So whether you're talking shit about yourself or saying that you have shit brown eyes. <laughs> we can intervene on your behalf to point out your brilliance, to point out your strengths, to point out your genius, to point out where you um, are already doing it right, to point out the habits and the rituals and the things that you're already doing that are amazing. And to also help you to take a look at the places where maybe you cannot see yourself clearly for whatever reasons. And this is why great mentors and great coaches, I'll often say, you know, we, I often say from, from my clients, I kind of hold the vision of them, right? The strength, the vision, the whatever for them and of them until they're ready to take it on and receive it themselves until they're able to accept, oh yeah, I actually am pretty incredible. Oh yeah, here are my list of wins. Oh yeah, here's some reasons why I do love myself. Oh yeah, here's where I fucking kill it all the time. I'm really good at this. This is my strength. Oh yeah, right? Because we sometimes cannot see ourselves clearly at all. And we need loving, kind, compassionate, right? Uh, courageous people who are willing, right? To do, and in the most loving way, an intervention. And to say like, hey, let me tell you what I'm really seeing here. And sometimes that's gonna be in the positive. And sometimes I always say, we, you know, you have to be, you have to own, you got to be willing to own both your blind spots, right? Both your bullshit and your brilliance. And this is why mentors and coaches will save you time, save you energy, save you money and save you suffering. Because a lot of times we've already gone ahead. And this is why I could say to KT and her brother, like, Hey, look, I'm telling you is somebody who literally also thought her eyes were brown, that they are not brown and neither are yours. And even though it might seem like a silly example, it's the same thing when you go through something, whether it's tragic or there's trauma or you figured something out because you went first, this is what good mentors do. We're kind of like spiritual Sherpas, right? Like we're like, hey, already climbed that mountain. Let me explain to you, probably not saying where you but, but saying, hey, I've already done this. I've already done this journey. And whether the journey is I'm trying to get my book published or I'm trying to heal this or I'm trying to strengthen this or I'm trying to overcome this, we can say, hey, we already went ahead and did this work. I'm now reporting back and letting you know, this is where, these are the supplies you're gonna need. Here's the toolkit, right, that you wanna pack. These are the tools that you wanna put in that toolkit. Here's the places where you're going to need to rest. 
And this is where you're going to need to take extra good care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, right? At least in the work that I do, we touch upon the four different levels of healing and we really take a look at all these things. So it's just amazing. And I wanted to use this example because I want you to start to question the stuff that people, other people have told you about you for your whole life that you've now come to take on as gospel truth. Because what happens is, is when people kind of condition us and brain, like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, brainwash us into thinking particular things. And in your case, it might be something different, right? It's, it's not going to be like, oh, my eyes are actually hazel and not brown. But there might be something that somebody has told you, I'm not good at math. I'm not good with numbers. I'm not good with um, running a business. I wouldn't be a good mother. I wouldn't be a good father. I'll never find love. I'll never lose weight. I'll never make enough money. I'll never be able to publish my book. I'll never be able to. People will crush your dreams so fast because of their own inability to see, their own inability to champion other people, to cheerlead other people, to coach other people, to help other people rise up, to be lifted up because of their own scarcity, because of their own self-hatred, because of their own generational trauma, because of their own shit. And that stuff just rolls downhill until somebody is like, yeah, why do I think this? Why do I believe this? Why do I say that? Why do I do that? Right? We have to question our thoughts. We have to question our motivations. We have to question our intentions. We have to question the stories we tell, the beliefs we hold, the identities we create. We need to pause and slow down every once in a while, take a look around at the landscape and say, hey, and like get real with yourself. Like, what have I taken on to be true just because my father or my mother or my auntie or my sister or my abuser or my whoever said this to me? What is not true that you have been believing has been true? And the eye color thing is just a really powerful and easy example. So if you've had a belief, I know so many women who say, yeah, I'm just not good with money. I'm just not good with numbers. I'm just not good with whatever. I'm like, how did you come to that conclusion? How did you come to that conclusion? Was it because you went out and you tried to learn something new and you failed once? Is it because you, you haven't had the help or the guidance or the support that you need? Because you've been trying to do it on your own the whole time? I don't know who said it. They said, you know, don't judge a fish by its inability to climb a tree. Because that's not what a fish has been designed to do. And I think we get judged by others first. I think other people teach us how to judge ourselves. Because most little kids, now I know some little kids, their personalities, they might be shy, or they might be this or they might be that. Most little kids aren't walking around thinking there's something wrong with them. Have you met little kids? Have you met little kids? They're like, mommy, look at me. Auntie, look at me. Daddy, 
Look at me. Oh my God, special. I'm special. I'm special. I'm special. I'm special, right? They think they're the bee's knees. They think they're the balls. They're like, I am the cat's meow and the cat's pajamas, you know? And it's not until somebody else points out something about them to become self-conscious about. Because prior to that, they are just conscious of their own awesomeness. And then somebody outside of themselves makes a judgment and says something like, your ears are really big or too big. That's that word, too much or not enough. You're too sensitive. You're too loud. You're too fill in the blank. Double amen hands if you know what the fuck I'm talking about. How many times have you been told, I'll just speak for myself, that I'm too much of that and not enough of that. I am always going to be too much something for somebody and not enough something else for somebody else. You know what I mean? And that's okay. They don't have to listen to my podcast, follow any of my social media, sign up for any of my retreats, work with me in a group program, work with me one-to-one or read my book when it comes out. If I am not your cup of tea, mosey on by god bless and don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out as my as my stepfather used to say right like see you later alligator in a while crocodile right because what nobody's holding you hostage here but here's the thing you guys we often outcast ourselves because we don't see ourselves clearly and we keep buying the bullshit that other people have told us about ourselves, but especially when we're little kids. And that's why now in the work that I do with people, so much of it, so much of this work, I often, you guys have heard me say it a thousand times. I'm, even though I'm working with quote unquote adults, I'm actually working with little kids in adult bodies because so much of this work is helping people to see themselves with fresh eyes, to like go back because they're carrying forward a lot of times stuff from their childhood that they haven't reconciled, that they haven't found out for themselves is this thing true because they've taken everybody else's stories and beliefs and patterns and habits and they've been, they've been kind of interwoven into the fabric of their life. And a lot of times they end up thinking and believing things about themselves that are not true. And they tell stories and they say things that are no longer true. And they do shit that is no longer congruent, coherent, or in alignment with who they truly are as an extension of the divine, as extension of love itself, as an extension of their own awesomeness. Because they've either lost sight of it or... They never believed it to begin with because they had a parent or guardian or wherever they grew up that did not do their damn job because their job is to love the shit out of those kids, to create safety, to provide, right? To give that kid a great shot at coming up in the world with a sense of safety, security, and a sense of self. So you guys... If I'm helping people, right, even with just the, the eye color intervention the, on behalf of two people, right, who I, who I care about, like, hey, I hate to break it to you, but your eyes aren't brown. And, and it's like, yeah, but look, it says brown on my license. And I'm like, yeah, 
but you told them that color because for some reason you did not. And it's like, but how is that possible? How is it possible that I've been looking in the mirror for 47 years or whatever, you know, once you're no longer a baby? Because I do know that babies are often born with blue eyes and then they change, they turn. So your eye color might change a little bit when you're a little kid. But how is it that for, at least for the past, let's call it 40 years, you've been looking at yourself and thinking that you have brown eyes? And why is it that other people around you think that you have brown eyes? I'm like, has nobody been paying attention? Has nobody been paying attention? Have you not been paying attention to what you actually look like, to your own eyeballs? And it's been kind of like, it's a little discombobulating when you first realize it. It's like, what the fuck was going on in my head? And the reason why I'm bringing this up and it matters is if it's something so physically obvious, like your eyes are not brown and you can't see it externally, how many things do we hold within ourselves? How many things do we hold within our brain, in our mind, in our memory? How many things do we hold in our heart, in our soul? How many things do we hold in our body? The unseen, quote unquote, unseen things that we're walking around with and believing in whatever that are just not true. It's just not real. It's just not reality. It's an interpretation. It's a belief that got implanted. It's a seed that was planted a long time ago. So you guys, one of the greatest calls that I say to my clients all the time, you have to be vigilant for the quality of your thoughts. You have to be vigilant for the quality of your words and speech. You have to be vigilant for the quality of your intentions, your attention, and your actions. And all of that requires you to slow down, pay attention, bear witness, question things. Critical thinking, yes, but also be curious be inquisitive. I'm like the, the chick of a, I'm like the person of a thousand questions. Some people find it annoying. That's okay. I love that I'm curious. I love that I want to learn. I love that I'm curious about other people and animals and places and spaces and, and people who are creating things and reading things and listening. Like I love, I'm a curious, <laughs> I am so curious. So when, when I could see what my, I was like, and I'm like, this is the first time I'm kind of seeing your eyes in this light. You have beautiful eyes. And I was so tickled that my best friend, we both have hazel eyes. I was like, oh my God, how cool is that? And she's like, what? Could not see it. Because this is what the brain does. And this is how we know how powerful interpretation and identity is. I'm going to do a whole podcast on identity, right? Because there, and I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna title it, You Can't Outperform Your Identity. You cannot outperform your identity. And so if you're somebody who thinks, right? If you're somebody who thinks you have brown eyes, try to convince them otherwise, even when they can already see, they can see it, literally see it, but they can't see it. Can see it, 
right? Like literally, like you could look at it, but you can't see it. So a lot of times, this is why I'll say to clients, like, you know, it's not enough for me to want this for you. Like you've got to want it. You've got to believe that you're worth it. But have you ever, like, it's kind of like telling somebody when in the history of the world has it ever worked when somebody is upset or hysterical or whatever, you know, you just saying, calm down, you got to calm down. How, how helpful has that been? Have they actually been able to calm down? You know what I'm saying? It's not just as easy sometimes as telling another person, but I love you, but you're worthy, but I see you. I mean, that support and that encouragement and that reflection back is powerful. But you can't unconvince somebody. You can't convince somebody that they're lovable when they think that they're a piece of shit. Double amen hands if you can relate to this. Who in your life have you known that you've thought this person is amazing and they just can't see it? This person is so talented, but they just can't see it. They don't see themselves this way. And we have a culture of people who have a self-esteem problem, a self-respect problem, and a self-worth problem. Think about it, self-confidence. So all these things, because they can't truly see their real self. But what they can see and what they can project is interpretations and judgments of other people's opinions and reflections of who they think that person is. So it's time to claim our authority, our agency, right? It's time to be like, um, I am the author of myself and my own story. And I'm not talking about saying your eyes are blue when they're clearly brown. I'm not talking about making up shit and trying to force things. I'm saying though, we need to take a look at the beliefs that we hold, the stories that we tell, the identities that we create. We got to check in with those things from time to time because look at, we change, we grow, we get better, we heal, we expand, we learn, we change, we transform, we transmute. So we got to check in every once in a while and say, is this thing still true? And what a delight sometimes when you become surprised, when you recognize, I always thought this was true and I'm realizing it's not true. I am good with numbers. I am good with money. I can fall in love. I can make friends. I can start a business. I can write a book. I'm actually a really good chef. I'm actually really good with people. I'm actually a great podcast host. I'm actually really great at leading group events. I know how to create community. I know how to X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you something. I know a shit ton of people who are sitting on a shit ton of superpowers and they don't even know it because nobody has come into their world. They have not had maybe great parenting as a child or great teachers along the way. And they sure as shit don't have a loving, compassionate, um, direct and honest and, and um, coach or mentor who's going to empower them, who's going to help them to see themselves in a new light so that they can do what they fucking came here to do. So you guys, I could talk about this all day, but the biggest thing I wanna bring up is I am your intervention specialist, right? I am here to intervene on behalf of your greatness, on behalf of your brilliance, 
And yeah, yeah, we will take a little bit look at your bullshit too. But you guys, we can't be afraid of that because just because you have some bullshit, we all have some bullshit. We're all a little bit full of shit in some particular way. You know what I'm saying? And it's so helpful to have another person who can help you to look at those places that are challenging for you, or you might call them weaknesses or places where we need to build strength or to change. There's nothing wrong with that. That's called growth. This is what the human experience is about, is growing and learning and accepting and laughing at our shenanigans, laughing at our clumsiness, laughing at the places we're like, oh my God, how did I think this or believe this or do this or what was I thinking, you know? But being able to look at it through a loving lens, a non-judgmental lens, and instead of saying like, what was fucking wrong with me? We say, what have I learned from this? That's a whole other podcast. This is what I'm saying. So you guys, this is the work I love to do with people to help them to transform how they see themselves. Because the thing is, when you stop seeing yourself in a way that limits you and holds you back and keeps you small and keeps you stuck in your past, does the future open up like, man, does the present and the future turn into miraculous possibility? And that to me is so exciting because that's what we need on the planet right now. We need people who know their strengths, know their weaknesses, know what they're good at, and they're here to serve from a place of love and power. And I don't mean corruptible power. I mean a place of self-empowerment, a place of self-love. We need people on the planet right now who are serious about getting down to the business of love. And it's got to start with us, towards us, to us. And it starts by being able to see ourselves clearly. And when we can't, that's when we hire help. That's when we invite people in to support us on our journey of being able to see ourselves with compassion and clarity and kindness and curiosity and creativity with, 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 with confidence, with courage. So you guys, I hope this landed in some way. I wish you could have been on Voxa in all the Zooms as all of this eye color intervention was happening. It was hysterical. I probably can't convey it because it's like, you know, it's like sometimes it's like you had to kind of be there, but just imagine, just imagine being 40 something years old, like I was and like my friend KT was and her brother Brett was. When you discover like, oh, I actually do not have brown eyes. Like what a trip that is. And it speaks to the power of the brain and why creating new neural networks, why neuroplasticity is so important, meaning your brain can, you know, can change. Like what great news is that? That bullshit, that old adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Old dogs can learn. You know how I know? Because I have two 13 year old dogs right now. And they just recently learned how to use a dog ramp. Old dogs can learn new tricks all the time. And this old dog, and I'm patting my face, <laughs> this old dog is always learning. So we will continue to grow and learn as long as we are willing, we are open-minded and as long as we want to, as long as we want to. So you guys, I hope this has been helpful to you in some way. And thank you so much for being here. 
And if you're somebody who wants to, um, I don't know when this is going to be coming out, but I think you'll hear this in time. My new group coaching program, The Alchemy. Think about what alchemy is. Alchemy is about changing one thing into another. It is magically divine. It is a powerful group pro co coaching program. I'm only taking 12 people. Six people have already claimed their seats. Might be more by the time this sucker airs. And um, because I'm, yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't need to do the behind the scenes. But yeah, so right now, six seats are still available. And it starts on September 18th. And I will be closing down registration soon because I want to um, start getting like prepping and putting my my focus towards the people who have raised their hand, have have claimed their seat at the table and are ready to say yes and do this work. And if that's you, just go to karenkenny.com slash alchemy, right? You can find that on my website. You can find everything on my website, how to work with me one-to-one -one in the quest, my group program, the retreat that's coming up in November, the own your magic retreat. I'd love to have you join us. So you can find everything at karenkenny.com. Go check it out. If you have questions, if you're like, oh, I've been listening and I really want to do this. I've been thinking about it. It's time to stop thinking about it because life is too short. Let's take some action. Let's move in the direction of your dreams. Okay. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you guys. I love you. I celebrate you. I'm so happy we get to spend some time together. Wherever you go, leave yourself, leave the animals, Leave the environment, leave the other people better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>